0: Lindsay here. Where are my fellow mamas at? I have to introduce you to my newest favorite obsession, especially in this pregnancy and postpartum season I'm going through right now. Kindred Bravely, a clothing brand for nursing and maternity wear. As moms, we gotta stick together, right? Which is where Kindred comes from. And Bravely? Being a mom can be tough. It is not for the faint of heart, and it takes courage, bravery to be a mom. I think you'll love this company as much as I do, so if you're in need of some maternity or nursing wear, use promo code HUSTLE20 to save 20% off your purchase at KindredBravely.com. Some exclusions apply.
1: You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. We are so excited you chose to tune in today. And before we get into it, just wanted to remind you of how incredible you are. You are loved. You are chosen. You are incredible. And you can do hard things. And if you needed that reminder today, there it is for you. Just a little truth bomb for your day. And speaking of Truth Bombs, today's episode was such a great conversation. We're welcoming onto the podcast two Olympic athletes and incredibly powerful and inspiring women, Arianne Jones and Paige Lawrence. These two ladies met while competing at the 2014 Olympics. Arianne competed in luge at the 2014 Olympics, 50 World Cups, five World Championships, and won two World Cup medals. Her Olympic career was filled with a decade of overcoming naysayers who told her that she would never amount to anything, overtraining, and finally breaking her back, which was the catalyst to discovering the power of nutrition. After coming back eight months later to win gold, she became obsessed with the untapped potential behind what is at the end of our fork and the power of your mindset. Now, Paige competed in pairs figure skating at the 2014 Olympics, 21 international competitions, meddling at several, and was the four-time Canadian pairs bronze medalist. She is now dedicated to helping entrepreneurs unlock their potential and achieve outstanding results while avoiding burnout. Through her Olympic career, Paige learned firsthand the exact mindset and skill set that is required for optimal performance. However, she also learned the high performance career at all costs mentality can cut a rising career short. She is now passionate about helping others achieve high performance in their business, achieve their audacious goals, and feel fulfilled without sacrificing their physical and mental health and happiness. So, um, yeah, these girls are insanely cool and they have so much to offer. On today's show, we're not only chatting about their Olympic careers and the biggest lessons they learned in that process that they wish everyone could know, but we also dove into some very specific, very tangible tools for entrepreneurs to take advantage of when it comes to pursuing big goals and big success. It's one of the most practical, tangible episodes on how to avoid burnout as an entrepreneur, the biggest mindset strategies you can implement that will change your life and your success, and how your food and your nutrition can actually completely transform your productivity and your mental health. Seriously, this is such a necessary episode for entrepreneurs today from two of the sweetest and coolest women on earth. So keep listening to learn some major strategies. Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay.
0: All right, Paige and Ariane, we are pumped beyond words that you are on the show on the Heart and Soul podcast. Welcome, ladies. Hi, thanks for having us. We're so happy to hang out today. This is going oh to be my so gosh. Fun. <laughs> it's gonna be such a fun conversation. So yes. just to get us started, just for our audience who maybe doesn't know who you are, can you tell us both about yourselves and how you got to where you are today? How you also met each other? Just we want the whole story.
2: Oh the whole story. We'll be here the whole podcast. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> All right. Well <laughs> <laughs> we they just like, let's get started. <laughs> yeah. We got a lot of stories to tell, man. Do you want to go first? Perfect. Here. Yeah. So a little bit on me. Um, I grew up in a really small town up in Canada. I started skating at a young age. You need to say your name. No one knows what your voice is yet. I was, <laughs> I
3: was, I was building suspense. Okay. I'm so sorry. Gosh. The suspense is ruined. Okay. We'll just yeah. pick back up. No one still knows your name. So,
2: okay. I'm Paige. Hi. I'm Paige. <laughs> the moment, the, the big reveal. <laughs> yeah, I saw it going differently, you guys. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know, this was very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> so, the name stage grew up in a small town, started figure skating um, at a very young age. I was four. And really, what kind of happened from there was I fell in love with the sport and I just continued to look for opportunities and ways that I could get better. I had the best parents that were fully supportive. Um, and despite not having a lot of resources around me, you know, like my town had more cows than humans. Um, so just not having the best resources around me, I fell into an Olympic journey and I started skating pairs. Wow. My partner and I, we represented Canada all over the world. We competed in like 21 something international competitions. And, uh, it was really just a, a case of perseverance and progress over perfection. And we ended up competing in the Olympics in 2014, which is where I met Ariane. And so why don't give you give your backstory to there and then we can build together. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, I'm Ariane, <laughs>
3: <laughs> obviously at this point, and I am not a figure speaker <laughs> at all. So my sport was luge. I'm pretty much a professional to Wow! Um, which I feel like most people, if you don't know what luge is, like that's a bobsled, like think of the Jamaican bobsled team, like that track, but yet so low on my sled on your back, feet first on my back going very quickly. Um, so I got started in that about that. Yeah. (laughs) That's so cool. It is very fun. I have to admit, I miss it very much, but I started when I was about 12 years old was a really active kid, got into it by just giving it a try and was like, mom, I think I want to do this luge thing. And of course my mom was like, what's luge, right? But you know, (laughs) one thing led to another. I started competing, I loved the sport. And then by the time though, I was about like 16, 17 years old. Now for everyone listening to the podcast, it's hard to tell because you're just hearing my voice, but I'm not a very big person. Um, I'm not very tall. I'm like small structure and luge is a gravity sport, meaning like the heavier and faster you are, or the heavier you are, the faster you're going to go down the track. Right. And so at around that yeah. time, even though I was starting to see lots of success competing internationally on the junior national team, I was being told by pretty much everyone in like positions of power of coaches of high performance, like you're not going to make it here. You're not enough. You're not the right size, like pretty much who you are. Make it, you might as well quit. You're never making it to the world, to the Olympics, anything. And so I think both of us, the similarity we have in both of our stories is being like the ultimate underdog. Like neither of us were, quote unquote,
2: supposed to be Olympics. Neither of us fit the conventional norms of our sports, of like what you typically saw as success in our sports. And so,
3: I mean, it's cooler we know at this point, I ended up making it to the Olympics. Um, you know, I made the national team, uh, overcame a lot of those brick walls and, you know, made the national team, made the Olympics, um, won my first medal in about 2014, kind of when we met. And then I know that's where you paused your story, but I'm going to keep going. Take it away. Thanks. (laughs) The page in 2014, nothing, nothing magical happened yet. We met, we became fast friends at the Olympics. Um, right after the Olympics, I won one of my first medals and was like, yeah, things are going really well, like really hit my stride. Um, and then I actually
0: broke my back. And that was... A, was oh my like, gosh. Yeah. A really big... <laughs> yeah. It was a lot I know of we were like did that dramatic intake of breath. We were <laughs> like, wait, what? Yeah. I guess. And um, yeah, that was a pretty
3: pivotal life moment for me. And you laughing? I'm so sorry.
2: I'm like, God, this story is way longer than mine. I took like 10 seconds to stop. I to stop there. And now... You guys bicker like sisters. I love it so much. <laughs> Honestly, you don't
3: even know what happens next. So now we'll just have to wait. So, so Ariane broke her, her back. End of story. All right. Now, Paige. Totally. End of story. You were great. No, but that was a really pivotal moment for me. Like I had to do a 180 on my entire life. Like I was told yeah. for 12 weeks, all you can do is lay. And do physio, yeah. not sure if you can do your sport again. Um, really, really dark time for me and my life and my relationship had to change like my mindset, my perspective, yeah. um, my nutrition. So, you know, that injury was a really pivotal moment in my story, kind of the next decade of my life and leading to where I am now. But I did that 180 on everything and ended up with eight months later coming back and winning my first gold medal. Um which was Whoa. so, so <laughs> incredible, um very emotional experience for me coming coming through that on the other side, um, having to uh, yeah. to relearn all these moments um and coming out at the end on a gold medal and then I may mean, have a few curveballs after that too,
2: but whoop, I was <laughs> <laughs> we'll pause uh, there. I love it. You, you did great. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then, you um, did great. The the close note of us, right? Like this, this is the cool part, right? We yeah. had these amazing two careers by the time we were early 20s. And mm-hmm. I retired from my sport and I just loved learning about how the brain affects what you actually achieve in life, right? Like I was, I, my support yes. psychologist was such a game changer for me. And so I had to re-figure out who I wanted to be in this world. I had to like l- adopt a new identity, um, as did Ariane herself. And that journey took us to these two really remarkable places. So I am now a performance coach for entrepreneurs and elite athletes, <clears throat> working on developing the mindset that leads to successful results in, in everyone's individual endeavors. And Arianne, she's this badass chef and holistic nutritionist. Like She's really captured the power of food to help people be their best in life, right? And so, yeah, got to these two really cool places, which led to the two of us having some awesome, friendly conversations about the parallels that we saw between sport and entrepreneur and and building success. And we're like, wait, yeah, why don't we why don't we join up? Why don't we combine forces and really help other people learn how to eat, drink, and think. For success, right? That's athletes. Yeah. Athletes what we did and what we're trying to do now. And so that's kind of the accumulation of what brought us together. Mm -hmm. Because we saw in this, you know, entrepreneur world your whole amazing audience.
3: It really is the same principles from sport that lead to success are the same in this field of business and entrepreneurship, except no one's really talking about it. Mm -hmm. And we were like, wait a sec, there's a cool opportunity here where we have our experience like from sport, we've lived this, the highs, the epic lows, all of that. And then we both went to school and learned about the positive psychology, the neuroscience, the mindset, the nutrition, the food, all of that. And why don't we help this yeah. with all these amazing entrepreneurial women who like, they need to know they're so much more yeah. capable than they realize. And there's these same set of tools. There's tools
0: to help them. Yeah. You just need to know the tools. And we yeah. were lucky enough to have been taught yeah. at a young age through sport. I oh. love that. Well, and I think especially in the entrepreneurship world so many people focus on like, oh, okay, I need to know the marketing hacks and I need to know all of like, oh, the funnels and and oh, okay, the back end of my business. Like they're focused yeah. on, which are important things to focus on. Yes. But so much to the point that we lose sight of how to eat well, how to take care of yeah. our body well. And like, you just hear so many entrepreneurs hitting burnout because they focus on the business without focusing on the complete other side of the spectrum that is required to be a healthy human being, much less an entrepreneur. And so I'm just stoked for this conversation to dive in. Oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) That's exactly it,
3: right? Being an entrepreneur and seeing, reaching your goals, seeing your personal success, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. But yet the norm is to treat your body like it's a sprint. And then of course you burn out. But we want to teach people these tools to see long-term success, to reach that goal, but not at the expense of
2: your mental and physical health. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You guys, you guys tell us where you want to go. We're happy to chat about this all day. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I
1: feel like, I feel like we could chat about this all day. So (laughs) let's just like, let's dive straight on in. What do you girls feel is like, maybe the number one mistake you see entrepreneurs making? Because I know we've talked about, you know, eat, drink, think. But what like over all, and all the entrepreneurs you've worked with, maybe even athletes that you've worked with, what do you see being like the number one thing that most entrepreneurs are really like neglecting, I guess would be the right word.
2: Oof. Starting with a banger. That's a good question. I know. Sorry. Just like, <laughs> I'm like, let's go in the deep end. Throw <laughs> that
0: out of left field. Skip
2: the kiddie pool. Let's yeah. just go.
0: Right <laughs> to it.
2: Just go. I, I love it. And you're making us um really think here. So I'll maybe I'll start with what pops up first to me is that as athletes we learn that our results that we achieve they're a reflection of us they're a reflection of what we do how we show up right it's very clear in sport mm-hmm. and in business i think it's really easy like you said to get distracted by all of the things that you're supposed to be doing and it's easy also yeah. to then give excuses for your the results you're achieving and you lose sight of that you are the person that's achieving those results. And so I think that like we just kind of mentioned, that's why burnout is such a a big real thing in the entrepreneurial world because we just try to do more. We try to add more to our plate. We try to grab a new tool, a new resource, a new person to fix the thing as opposed to taking a look at yourself and saying, what do I need to do to be my best? Because when I'm my best, I'm going to get my best results. I'm going to show up as my best and form the best relationships. And so I think that's one thing that we're really about is making sure that you, the vessel of your dreams is, is taken care of because when you do yeah. that, you're, you're super capable to, to do the rest of it. And so I think a lot of people bypass themselves being their biggest and best resource yep. and they look for all of the other shiny, interesting resources available to them. Thinking that that's, that that's the solution. Which, yeah. I, I love that.
0: Thanks. Yeah. Oh. Well, and that's so true. We just, we sidetrack us and we don't think, I don't know why it is, especially with entrepreneurs. Like, why do we forget about us? Like what I just, we could probably ideate that all day, but I I get backing up a little bit. What Because y'all like, it's no secret at all that y'all are like highly successful. You have your Olympic careers, like you've earned medals and like gold medals. And that it's just like, so incredible your story, but what I guess, like, I'm trying to think of like how we can apply the training and all of that that you learned as an athlete to the entrepreneur space. What was like a key mindset that got you through to propel you to success in sport, and like how could that then relate to entrepreneurship?
2: That's a great question. Do I go first? I'm going to go first. Yeah, go ahead. So I think that that one thing that I learned as an athlete going from little baby page to Olympic page, um, was to be a solution finder, right? So it's a little bit of that growth. I mean, it's a lot of that growth mindset, but the way that I applied it as an athlete and as I apply it now as an entrepreneur is we all know that the road to the top is littered with obstacles and pivots and problems and brick walls. And if you are more interested in finding solutions than focusing on what's wrong or what's stopping you, yeah. You'll be able to continue to move forwards, and I think that that's that's such a huge thing that I want people to really embrace. Is if you're yeah. looking for a solution, you'll find it. If you're looking for a reason to stop, you'll find it. And yes, think, I'll pause. I'll pause because I know that's a lot. Um, yeah, but on that,
3: I was going down the same train of being that solution finder, and I think it becomes it's a muscle that you train by looking for solutions in. Even the good moments when things are going well, but then it's really a tool that you use in the tough moments, right? So mm. that was obviously a skill that I'll talk about my personal journey. I talk about being that underdog that I looked for a lot. I had the choice either yeah. to believe all the naysayers saying you're never going to make it. If I'm mm. looking for proof, there it is. They're re- literally telling me, or I can look for a solution. What yeah. is in my control right now? I can be a faster starter. I can work on my mindset. I can get in the gym first and last every day, right? It helps you to focus on the controllables and look yes. for the solution pieces that are there. Mm-hmm. I can't grow six inches before next season. That's not a controllable. <laughs> That's not a helpful solution. Yeah. What can I focus on here, mm-hmm. right? And then that same principle yeah. helps in the brick wall moments, in the obstacles that come up, in... viewing those obstacles, you can either say like, this has happened. Well, this is my out, right? Being an entrepreneur and being an athlete are very, very similar. When I broke my back, super easy out to be like, Oh, yep. Nope. Here's an obstacle. I'm out of here. But instead Mm -hmm. you can be a solution finder in that moment and treat those obstacles as like, how can this make me better? Mm -hmm. How can I use this opportunity to learn, to grow, to think in a different way, to seek new team members to support me. And yeah. all of those really comes down to how Paige puts it so perfectly of being a solution finder. And that's a mindset.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's, there's so much in that that relates to basically every single aspect of entrepreneurship. Like it's just, it's fascinating to see how like your journeys of like, training for something and having like those negative voices. I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs deal with a lot of people doubting them cuz entrepreneurship I feel is still like slowly becoming considered a bit more normal and like it's not as risky and like you know slowly but a lot it's of not people like going still going to
0: college and being a doctor sure. it's like almost the more risky option. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, and I I think a lot of entrepreneurs deal with a lot of people who have a lot of opinions about what they're doing and they they think, you know, oh, you're never going to make it. Like, you know, I have, my dad was a, a professional musician my entire life and his, his dad made jokes, was supportive, but made jokes of like, hey, when are you going to grow up and get a real job? And I know so many entrepreneurs like deal with that type of input from parents, siblings, mentors, friends who are like, you know, doubting what they're doing, when are you going to actually get a real career? When are you going to stop messing around, you know, playing, you know, you can never do it, whatever. So what do you ladies feel is like, I guess, how Arianne, did you like block out those voices? Cause you had so many of them speaking into you and you chose to focus on the controllables, but I guess, how did you not let those voices like control your reality?
3: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and actually something that Paige and I have talked a lot about because at first when I started telling this story, right, I was like, I was 16, right? Like I was, I don't know. I just, I just did it. Like I knew I was driven. Yeah. There's something in me, right? I also have that little bit of a trait. That's when someone tells me, you can't do that. I'm like, ha watch me. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but then yeah. Paige and I had a great conversation where Paige was like, yes, you just did it, but it's because you had a strong enough why. It's like a light bulb moment going off for me. Yeah. Right? And we talk about this a lot. And it's something we teach in our course about, about creating your personal why. And a, because having a strong enough why, you can overcome anyhow.
2: Yeah. We say to like make your why bigger than other people's opinions. Right. Because everyone and their dog yeah. is going to have an opinion about you. Right. But yeah. Yeah, what does it matter? True. You know, why you're doing what you're doing, and so I think that's something that we we did innately, but also because we had to. I mean, saying as yeah. a 16 year old or an 18 year old, oh, I want to go to the Olympics. I mean, everyone's like, oh, um, yeah, so for cute, for sure you um, do. Yeah, so yeah, who yes. doesn't? Right? We get you get that a lot,
3: and so but here's the thing, like, yeah. not their dream, it's yours. Mm-hmm. And it's your yeah. dream for a reason. And so you have to believe in it more than anybody else, mm-hmm. right? Because it's yeah. your dream that you have. And there are, I mean, we still get that. I had that in sport. We still get it as entrepreneurs. There's mm. people in our life all the time. They're like, so what are you guys doing? You know, all yeah. of those comments like, oh, that's a cute little <laughs> thing over there. You know, you get all those degrading naysayers all the time because that's the world we live in forever yeah. now with social media. Um, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like coming back to your strong, why, why are you doing this? Mm. And what does it mean to you? And having that ground you so that you can overcome everything that's going to come up because mm. everything is going to come up on the route to getting there.
2: And I can remember yeah. as an example, yeah. um, being a pear skater from the prairies, right? I'm from Saskatchewan. It's a teeny, teeny tiny little rural province. And, uh, when we started showing up for the first times at Nationals, my partner and myself. And granted, we were wild. <laughs> like we taught ourselves fair <laughs> skating like via a VHS and TV. Like we were a little bit uh ungroomed. But people were like, oh gosh, like what are you guys doing? You'll never make it. Like, why don't you, if you are gonna try it, why don't you move somewhere else and actually get the training and, and coaching that you need and et cetera, et cetera. And I remember being like, what's more important to me? Doing this the way that I want to do it or listening to other people's opinions? And it was kind of like a grounding moment of, okay, let's have a quick chat. What is more important to me in this moment? My ideas, yep. yeah. my dreams, my pursuit. Yeah. So yeah. Though, I chose not to listen to those people. Um, all yeah. of this is to say we're rambling. I think the answer is getting really clear on why what you're doing matters to you.
1: Yeah. And then I think like tagging onto that, it's like... E- you girls focused on that why. Like uh-huh. as you nailed down your why and then you kept your eyes just locked on it and you were like, we won't let anything else distract us or pull us away from this why. Like this is our focus and all those other voices are just like, you know, bat them out of the way. Like there's there's nothing coming between me and my why and what I know I'm capable of. Absolutely.
3: Totally. And I think now, because I think in the entrepreneurial world, right? There's also you're getting these comments from maybe family, maybe social media. And I think a lot about, you know, Brene Brown's big thing that you did on Netflix about being in the arena. It's also, it's not yeah. to say you're not listening to anyone, right? Because yeah. there are people mm-hmm. that I've chosen in my life that I do take critique from. Paige is one of them, right? If yeah. sits me down and says, hey, we need to change how you're speaking about this or let's have this conversation. I'm going to take that in and I'm going to learn from that. Yeah. But yeah. also thinking about, I'm not taking the opinions of people that aren't in my arena right now that don't, that aren't right here yeah. in the messy, uncomfortable arena as well. And that's something that I think about a lot. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's such good advice. And just like focusing on the voices that matter that yeah. you give the authority to have a, a say in your life versus the, the voices that like often come from people that don't know you, don't know your heart, don't even legit know you if it's coming from social media. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I have a question though. I've never had the pleasure yet of until now of talking to an Olympian athlete uh, or an Olympian champion. I especially I think this is a relatable question in life but specifically for sports when you are an athlete that has such a dream and a vision as something like a like a goal to hey, I want to win an Olympic medal and you you have that in life and you're striving for it and like that's the end post or that's the goal post. I almost want to talk about, okay, what happens when you actually achieve that goal and you get to the goalpost and you get to the place in life that you've always dreamed of? And then it's like, I, I've always wanted to ask this question. It's like, what do you do when your entire life goal you've accomplished and you've like you've made it? And I think for people that are listening that are not Olympic, Olympic athletes, like me, nowhere <laughs> close, like... I think it's relatable to the sense of like, oh, okay, even as an entrepreneur, like I want to hit six figures or I want to get featured in this place or, or get on Oprah. I don't know, whatever it is. Like what happens when you hit that mark and you've made it? Do, do you guys struggle with like, oh my gosh, like my entire life goal. Now I've just accomplished and I have the entire, my literal entire life ahead of me. Like, how did you guys navigate
2: that? That's a really great question. And I think my first reaction is to be like very honest about the experience Um, but I also think that there's a relatable, tangible takeaway that I'll, I think want to share also, but just off the cuff to be completely transparent, um, it didn't go well, didn't go well. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is, this is a, this is, um, something that, that, that moment taught me though, is when we were so focused on a singular goal, there was one purpose in our life. And that was to get the Olympics. We, we lived in a silo of just purely Mm -hmm. living towards that. And so once that was gone, especially because for myself, I retired. I mean, the Olympics, I competed at Worlds a couple weeks later, and then my career was over, um, a little bit out of my choice. Um, And it left me very lost, and Mm -hmm. very, um, I struggled. I struggled for about a year because I wasn't prepared for it, and I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I didn't know who I was. Because my identity, I built it around this one part of my life. And it took me a couple of years to really come back from that and to embrace who I am because of it and where I'm going because of it. And I just want to invite people to think about, one, if you're in that position and that's where you are, that there's a way forwards from it. But I also think the one thing that kind of helped me to bounce back from that incredible low... Was the thing that was fundamental to my success as an athlete was how can I be better? Okay, so how can I be better as an athlete? Every single day showed up in training. It showed up in tiny tweaks, little adjustments, handling feedback really well, like this hunger to go to the Olympics. Now, in my low moments of loss, whenever anyone asked me, like, oh, like, who are you? I would freeze up and like cry because I didn't know how to answer that. Like, I was like, hi, I'm Paige. Yeah. I don't know what to answer. I don't know what to say there. Yeah. But the thing that moved me forwards was, well, how do I get how do I get better from here? What does better look like for me? How do I continue to move forward? And yeah. the slow journey of how do I be better still got me to this place that I'm super happy with now. Um, and so I think if I could go back and like shorten that gap. <laughs> earlier on yeah. before k- retiring, I would definitely ask myself, well, like, what is better after sport look like for you? How can you start thinking about that earlier? Um, yeah, obviously we don't have that. Like,
3: <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it yeah. Is, yeah. You know, my story is very much the same and I do think it's something that, um, I know a lot of Olympic organizations are working on improving because it's really important because no one talked about that part. They talked about getting these yeah. athletes, to the Olympics, and then after that, you were just sent home on a plane and you literally, like I remember waking up and being like, now what? Mm-hmm. And yeah. wandering yeah. aimlessly around my apartment being like, having come home from the Olympics, literally just crying and wandering around being like, what, what actually am I supposed to do right now? And having yeah. no idea what to do or what was next or, or anything, just feeling so deeply lost. And I know that it's something that, you know, the Canadian Olympic committee and all these amazing organizations are working on like, no, no. Cause they've realized it's, it's, real it's so easy to become very mentally unstable or depressed post the Olympics and have that, that crash. Mm-hmm. And before it wasn't talked about. And now I think it's really important. People are talking about it so that you can make a plan beforehand. on yeah. like, here's what post Olympics can look like, you know, preparing you for it, all of that. Cause before we kind of had the mindset, it was like, Well, if you think about after Olympics, you're not focused, like only focus on that. Right. Right. And now we realize that's a ridiculous way of thinking. Um, but it is something that we both experience. And so we pay a lot of attention now in our life and we try and get out of that mindset where I think a lot of people live in. I will be happy when Mm -hmm. I'll be happy when I lose 15 pounds, when I meet my partner, when I get the raise, when I'm featured in Forbes right? That's an incredibly yeah. dangerous pathway to be on. That's exactly kind of that, that Olympic. And I think there's something we talk about a lot where it's, I heard the statement kind of on that road to Olympics. It was like, if you're not happy without the Olympic medal on your neck, you're not going to be happy with it on your neck. Mm-hmm. And I've seen yeah. a lot of Olympians experience that they get the medal. Oh my gosh, it's incredible for all of about 24 hours until then then you're right back to where you were right before it, right? Yeah. And that's the same yeah. if you're waiting for the thing to make you happy. It's not that thing. It's all about the journey. It's about celebrating the small wins. It's about being present mm. on that, like something we talk about a lot and make a very conscious effort to do ourselves and to help our clients do. So yeah. that when you get those wins, you're going to celebrate the hell out of it, but you're already happy and enough without it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that the number one type of post that does the best on the gram is photos of yourself? And it's not just Instagram. Sharing photos of you on social media, your blog, your website, et cetera, instantly creates connection with your ideal client. And if you own a business or market products or services online, you need to have regular content photos of yourself, period.
0: But I'm going to take a wild stab in the dark and guess that you struggle with sharing photos of yourself, right? Right. You know you probably should be posting yourself more, but you struggle feeling confident in doing that because you don't know the first thing about how to take content photos of yourself. Ones that leave you feeling confident and help your ideal client relate and connect with you. If you've been nodding your head to all of that, like, yup, Lindsay Evie, that's me, I need help, then we have the solution to your problem. And that's introducing the content photo miner. (laughs) Yes.
1: In this mini course, we take you step-by-step through conceptualizing, planning, and styling a content photo shoot all the way to the final product of posing and actually taking those photos of yourself for your brand and your business. We teach you how to plan style outfits, scout locations, get good light and color match for your outfits, how to do self-portraits of yourself with a tripod, and posing tips to know in order to get content photos that feel authentic to who you are and connect with your audience. Now, to grab this mini course, go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash content dash minor. If you've been holding off on sharing you with your audience because you just don't know how to get started, we got you covered. One more time, that's theheartuniversity.com forward slash content dash minor. Are you in a crazy busy season of life? My hand is raised. Whether you are a mom or an entrepreneur or maybe even both, if you have a lot on your plate, but you're also still trying to eat healthy and
0: nourish your body, my friend, we have a treat for you today. Evie and I have been loving Daily Harvest lately. In case you're not familiar with the brand, Daily Harvest helps you stock your home with clean, delicious food delivered to your door that's built on real fruits and vegetables and ready to enjoy in minutes. We have been loving the freedom of having delicious, healthy food at our fingertips in the midst of our busy days. Yes, and everything they make is free of
1: refined sugars, gluten, fillers, preservatives, or anything artificial. They have everything too from harvest bowls to smoothies to flatbreads to soups to lattes and oat bowls and so much more. (laughs) It's a lot.
0: And it's all freaking delicious. So if you're ready to save hours of time while still fueling your body with clean, delicious food, then you can get $25 off your first box with code HEART. Go to daily-harvest.com and use the code HEART for $25 off.
1: Yeah, I think there's so much to be said for, you know, obviously you guys as Olympic athletes, but but human beings are, we're always looking for the next thing. We're looking for what we don't have. We're looking for, you know, oh, I want to, you know, build my company to this. I want to hit this income. I want to be featured here. I, you know, like you were saying, I want to get married. I want to, you know, whatever. It's like all these things that we don't have, and because we put so much of our energy and our focus towards that, we completely neglect and ignore what we do have and what is happening in our lives, which I think that probably dives into like a whole other like mindset thing of of gratitude and being present with where we are. But like that in my life and in so many of like our students' lives, friends' lives, whatever, like that changes the game when you're actually like wrecking, like you're present where you are and you're grateful for what you have. That doesn't mean that you're not still driven okay. and you don't still have yes. goals. I
3: like, was so <laughs> ready for you to say that. I could like see them both Paige and I like, oh, I wish good. in the podcast you <laughs> would see before, just like jumped up at the camera and we're like, yeah. <laughs> because here's the thing, the and I think is really yeah. important. And I felt yeah. this that before too. It was like, well, if I'm just present and happy in the moment for what I have, like I lose that drive. I lose that edge. Yeah. this big part of me. And it's not true. Like you can be and You can be grateful yes. and enough right now in everything
2: you have and yeah. be driven to accomplish those pieces. Yes. I, I, yeah. Early on posts like, or like in the creation of this new career of mine, I found myself often like, talking to people and, and saying, just because you want to be better doesn't mean that you're not good enough here in the, in the moment. Yeah, right? And I think that yep. that's, it's, it's kind of these dueling forces that when you can understand yeah. this, you really hit that sweet spot, right? Because a lot of times people think that it, I have yep. to be better. It steals your confidence, yeah. steals your joy, steals your gratitude because you're not good enough. If you want to be better, it means you're not good enough, right? It's a reflection of you. And I would say that something that sport taught me is that I can pursue being better, raising my own bar of excellence. I want to challenge my status quo. And I know that I am a bad ass. I know (laughs) that I am exceptional at this current level of my life. And that's something that we had to learn as athletes so that we could wake up every day and go to the arena, to the track, try to be a little bit faster try to be a little bit better on the ice and show up in competition and be a rock star, and to create new personal best, right? And so I think that that's something that if I had a message to share with the world, right? It would be like, you can be better and be good enough at the same moment. And that's where people really step into their own awesomeness, I think.
1: Yes. Yes. Well, I think even like the, exactly what you're saying, like you can want to be better, but you're good enough. Like the, the words that were coming to my mind was, there is such a difference between contentment and complacency. And just mm-hmm. because you're content with where you are and you're grateful and you're, you're present and you're enjoying like, okay, I, you know, I am happy with where I am because I've worked my butt off to get here or, you know, whatever that looks like. That doesn't mean I'm just sitting around not moving forward. Like I'm not complacent, even though I have contentment in, 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 this moment that I'm in. And I think that's the difference that yeah. we as human beings, especially as like very driven people with big goals, like we have to realize we need to be content, but we don't have to buy into complacency. Yeah.
2: Love, love that verbiage. I think that's really cool. That's, a, that
1: paints a really that's cool. the tweet. <laughs> <laughs> that's the I love tweet. that. That's
2: so fun. Oh my gosh. Perfect.
1: <laughs> cool. Well, okay. So you girls, I know we talked a lot about like the mindset and like driving yourself and moving forward and all of that. But I know also that you mentioned like as athletes that rest and like your body and taking care of your body and like, you know, Ariane, all that you went through with like your injury and just all of that, like, it's so important for you to take care of your body, especially as like an Olympic athlete. Like that's, that's your prized possession. Like your physical fitness and your physical health is like everything to you, um, so do you want to talk to us a little bit about like the power of nutrition and rest, like in conjunction with being an entrepreneur, being somebody who's going towards things? Like what are your your biggest insights here, your top three tips to taking care of your body as an entrepreneur?
3: Yeah. I mean, I think I'll first just start it off with what you said, where you said, well, as an athlete, right? Like your mind and body is your tool. Like that's your vessel. Yeah. And I'd also just like to pause for a quick second and say, it is the exact same as an entrepreneur. Yeah. And like that yeah, is yeah. something that we need to shift our minds around. Everyone knows that about yeah. an athlete. They're like, you know, when an athlete says like, oh, can't come out tonight, got to have a good night's sleep, Midday day tomorrow. Everyone's like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. But why aren't we doing <laughs> the same thing and giving that grace and respect to entrepreneurs? As an entrepreneur, your yeah. body and your mind is your vessel. Mm-hmm. How are you going to do the work? Yeah. Yeah. Fill up, have the conversations, yeah. make the funnels, do the marketing without yeah. feeling your best. Like your business and your dream can only be its best if you're your best as well,
2: right? right. So I think I just want to yeah. start off with like mm-hmm. that that matters. That's the mistake that we most often see, right? That's how we started this whole podcast. Yeah. That's the mistake yeah. that we most often see people making. And that's a whole mindset shift that yeah. just needs to happen. I think like societal,
3: that's the mindset shift we want to make that like coming back to it, like you said, what you eat, drink, and think matters for your business. Yes. Yeah. For your dream, for whatever yep. your entrepreneurial baby is. So that's tip number one. Yeah. <laughs> tip number one is just like that own, it matters. Yeah. Treat yourself like you are your own greatest asset because you are. Yeah. I think Mm, when it comes to food, I'll jump into food. Jump into food. I mean, I wish I had this tidbit for you, right? That was just like, it's just blueberries. Obviously, just (laughs) (laughs) blueberries. That's it. It's all it takes. And it's it. That's That's it. it. (laughs) No problem. It's all good. (laughs) I wish it was as easy as that. But it also kind of comes back to the fact of just switching your mindset to know that as an entrepreneur, what you eat matters because garbage in mm-hmm. is garbage out. Okay. If you're feeding yeah. yourself with garbage, why are you Snaps. expecting great results on the other side? Yeah. yeah. And I, think, yeah. you know, even just like a few facts on that, right. We, our world has separated mind and body. Um, a lot of times mm-hmm. in that conversation and not only can they not be separated, like they're one constant bidirectional system, right? And what you yeah. eat not only yep. is it affecting we think of it as like our body, but it's also affecting how our brain shows up and our mental health. Yeah. Right? Like something yeah. I think is so so cool is a lot of us now know the words like serotonin and dopamine. Right? These are our two yeah. neurotransmitters that make us happy. They make us feel good. They motivated. make us feel motivated. Pretty key things in most areas. Era- <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> So eighty percent of those neurotransmitters are made in your gut.
1: Okay, like yeah,
3: wow, mind blown for a second. Eighty percent. Yeah, <laughs> I just get so excited. I, and it me. I just like so excited. About it. <laughs> it. Okay, because here's where it matters, right? Like if you're not fueling your gut with like great nutrient dense foods, and instead you're giving it like yeah. inflammatory garbage, Cheetos and Pepsi. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if it's not running properly it's just not going to make those neurotransmitters anymore. If any part of your body becomes inflamed, your body will always prioritize inflammation. Okay. So if your gut is inflamed because you're not optimizing what you're eating, well, all that energy is going to go towards bringing down the inflammation. That's number one priority in your body. And guess what? Making serotonin and dopamine now becomes number two, three, four priority. And you're losing that benefit, right? So
2: that's just one example to show What you eat matters. Why don't you give like Mm -hmm. a brief like tip of like, if you want to do a change here or something like that, what should they be focusing on eating? I took over. That was going to be my question. (laughs) Could you give us some practical (laughs) foods? Okay. So I think one thing we talk about a
3: lot is win the morning. Okay. Starting your day on the right foot and having fueling your body. First thing with food, that's going to make you feel great. Supercharged yeah. smoothies. Um, epic morning glory muffin recipes we have. Like we have a lot of these recipes and resources because when you're mm-hmm. starting yourself on the right foot, like you're humming all day versus when you grab the bagel on yeah. the way or the muffin that's packed with sugar, all of that like refined sugar yep. foods, you're setting yourself on like a blood sugar mood energy roller coaster yep. all day long. Versus first thing in the morning, like. Yep. good fruits and vegetables, healthy fats, good quality protein. Even that will change your entire yeah. day.
2: Yeah. And one thing you, you often say is eat real whole foods because mother nature did it best. Right. So if you're focusing on the thing, yeah. <laughs> right? Like she, that's yeah. what you're always, say, always saying to our clients. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think it's, it's bang on, right? Cause that, that paints a really clear picture. A mm-hmm. real whole food that Mother Nature made. Yeah. Great. Let's start there. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: Because the Pop Tart didn't come yeah.
2: around.
3: Yeah. So, Ariane. It, it
2: did not. I know.
1: It was <laughs> an awesome tree. I Unfortunately, oh it God. doesn't grow on a nice little tree. <laughs> um, I would love to hear, Ariane, then, like you're kind of talking about food and like win the morning and start it off well. I know so many entrepreneurs, which I don't get this. I love my breakfast, but I know so many entrepreneurs do not eat breakfast because at they, at all. And I, do you want to just kind of like, not make, even
0: entrepreneurs, like people, that just, just human don't beings. Like
1: breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Do you want to like talk to that a little bit? I do. Because
3: when, when you just are starting a date, like it's, that is like going on a road trip with your car and being like, eh, kind of on empty, but like, I'll get something down the road. I'll get some gas down the road. You're going to get like 10 miles down the road and just be stuck on the side of the road because you have no gas. And then where are you? Yeah. Right? Your energy, your blood sugar, your mood is all fed by the fuel that we eat. And so, again, let's be solution finders because I know the first thing a lot of entrepreneurs are going to say like, well, I wake up and I'm so busy. Okay. Yeah. honestly that's a pretty terrible excuse yeah lame because I'm we sort of like, will <laughs> be the ones that like while we're great killers <laughs> we're also great like ass kickers to be like okay get better honestly because you're willing to yeah. put in all this work on your business yeah. this does not have to be hard stuff you can pre-make yep. your smoothie the night before toss all like toss banana blueberries hemp seeds some protein some almond milk done. You have healthy fats. You have healthy protein. You have fruits and vegetables. It's all real food. And when you wake up in the morning, you literally press blend and bring it with you on your commute to the office. Mm -hmm. All of this, right? This doesn't have to be hard. And I think treating your body and fueling your body also doesn't have to be this 180 of like, now you need to be in the kitchen for hours every day. Yeah. Right. There are simple micro habit shifts you can make
2: that make a massive difference. Yeah. And I'd also say a a small mindset (laughs) that's so good to help also is seeing food as fuel Mm -hmm. and not just as what will make you gain weight or lose weight right I think that's how society often presents eating (laughs) to to us especially women especially women and instead as viewing food as fuel changes the conversation a little bit because suddenly I'm tired doesn't equate to have more caffeine I'm tired equals I have more energy which means I should choose to fuel myself with food, right? And so I think it changes the conversation and gives you the ability to shift how you're looking at it, which optimizes your chances of of changing your behavior, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it's so interesting because I have been that entrepreneur for like two, three years when I was first in my entrepreneurial journey. I was like, so quote unquote busy. And I was, you know, hustling. And I always eat my breakfast just because I grew up in a breakfast loving family. And that's like my non-negotiable meal just because I love it. But lunch and dinner were just kind of optional. (laughs) um, And it was just like... (laughs) It's just like whatever, sure, okay.
0: Um, Especially as entrepreneurs, and you're just like getting your workflow, and you're yes. like, oh yeah, I'll <laughs> eat later. Yeah, later, being five p.m. Oh, I yep. didn't eat lunch. Oh, yep. I get now I'm starving. Yeah, so now I binge on all the carbs because yeah. I'm starving. Yeah,
1: yeah, and it. I discovered it like I felt like I was being more productive because I was sitting at my computer all day, or because I was you know out working with clients all day, or whatever it was. And as I started kind of like paying more attention to my body and like balancing hormones and just like diving into that world, I started realizing, hold up. When I actually take more time off and rest and fuel my body and eat throughout the day, Uh, not only do I feel better and feel more rested, I'm actually like five times more productive, but it feels counterintuitive.
2: Yeah, so I I actually, I I love that you're bringing that up because I think that was our third tip when you asked about like why rest is circling back. It's to listen to your body. Again, <laughs> learned this as athletes because we valued the information our body was giving us because we could make some immediate tweaks yeah. changes, right? When you're striving for 1% better, every piece of information is important. As yeah. entrepreneurs, as busy go-getters who don't have time to value our own information, we push past everything that our body is trying to tell us. We work exhausted, yep. we work hungry, we work late despite like having brain fog, yep. um, and headaches and headaches yep. like. Everything, right? Okay, that's the
3: language your body yeah. uses to speak to you. I'm just gonna jump in. And yeah, I'll let you finish your point. Wow, great. Yeah, I know. Okay, <laughs> that's the, that you're like, whoa, whoa. Your body is always speaking to you, but it's not using word yeah. language, it's using, mm-hmm. hey, I'm super achy, I have a headache. Or on the flip side, wow, I'm it's so easy yeah. to jump into that flow today. I'm feeling really motivated. That's the language it's yeah. speaking to you, saying, we are humming. Thank you. Or else, like when you get a headache and brain fog at the end of the day, why do you think that is? Your body's saying, okay, you treated me like crap today. So, sending you a message, please pay attention. Please give me the water, the food, the 15 minute nap. And the thing is, when you listen to those messages of your body, you get rewarded. It's like, thank you. Here we go again. Because your body wants to be optimized, right? It wants to feel its best self. When we ignore those, when we just push past them or take the Advil or do the band aids, that's just spiraling into like burnout
2: town again. Yeah. And I think that's that's why we're yep. talking with you guys is because we're all super interested in and in how do we be our best? How do we crush our dreams, yeah. right? And this listen to your body is key because it's going to tell you when you're feeling tired and there's solutions for that. Take a nap, go and eat something different, mm-hmm. go and do a, what we call a joy spark to boost like how your brain, the broaden and build theory, like how your brain is is perceiving events or you're feeling run down. Listen to your body. Your body is going to guide you to what it needs so that you can optimize and show up as your best, right? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Y'all have given us
0: so much gold in this episode. (laughs) We always ask this question kind of near the end of interviews. And I almost wonder if, if the answer will be what we literally just talked about, which is pay attention to your body and all that. But uh, what is the biggest lesson that you both have learned in business, especially navigating out of the Olympics and into entrepreneurship?
2: Sorry, that was kind of a big question. I just kind of threw it at you. Yeah, wow. Um, so, yes, everything that we've said so far, right? These are all lessons that we've learned that we now help other people learn. Um, mm-hmm. But. We're full of lessons, and I'm happy to tell you something else. Perfect. (laughs) Um, What pops to mind for me right now, on top of everything else, is that everyone is just figuring it out as they go along, right? And it's really easy to see labels, to see results, and to think, wow, they have it figured out, and that's why they're doing so well. And yeah. it's actually the opposite. It's because yeah. they're willing to just jump in, get really messy, take action, and figure it out, right? It's that move forward. How do I move forward a little bit? And so mm-hmm. that's one thing that I feel like I learned in retirement, because in sport, I mean, that was just my nature. I was figuring it out. Yeah, for sure. You see the real world, and you think that everyone else has it figured out that they know what they're doing. And I quickly learned that, like, everyone's just making it up as they go along, and finding that literally, yeah, right. They find their next step, and they're like, "Great, I'm taking it." Oh, and a next step, great, I'm taking it. And so that's something that I think I would love for everyone to start to realize in entrepreneurship business yeah. life get messy with it take yeah. action yeah. and on that I was gonna say I'm just gonna stop you because that was so perfect but
3: my other <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, just gonna, you? I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take over stop and take over <laughs> because it was great because it tags on per- don't mess like, this up <laughs> yeah it tags on perfectly to what I was gonna say as another lesson again everything we said but progress over perfection yeah. So you're talking to like yeah, two, yeah. I call us like recovering perfectionists. That is our time <laughs> to yeah. be the ultimate perfectionist. And when we're in yeah. that headspace, which we still fall into sometimes, that's our neural pathway, highway. It's procrastination, stuck, and fear, and oh my gosh, what's the next step? Right. And it's progress over perfection. And like, taking messy action.
2: Just taking yeah. the next best step. With the information you have. Yeah. I think both of us can get caught up in wanting to present the perfect things that everyone likes it. Yeah. Right. And that's just not realistic or attainable. And yeah, we've both learned to embrace that by taking messy action, you learn more anyways. And you then refocus Mm. and recalibrate and move forward because you learned from the last one. So I think that's, yeah, yeah, progress over perfection. Get messy with it. Nobody has it all figured out. Give,
0: Ugh, it my- so many so snaps. Good. So many snaps for those answers. <laughs> Literally cannot
1: praise hands, not enough. <laughs> that was so good. You <laughs> girls are incredible. Like, I, I thought this interview was going to be like good, like real good, but I'm like, can, how, so, how can we be, be best friends? Because I know best, we friends. Meet, <laughs> best friends. Best you friends, You girls are amazing. Are What's happening. It's happened. Please. Oh my gosh. You girls are amazing. Okay. So, for any of our listeners who have been listening to this and are feeling very similarly, very much like, oh my gosh, these girls are amazing. I want to learn from them. I want to connect with them. Um, I want to just be a part of whatever they're doing. Where can people find you, connect with you, learn from you, grow with you, all of the above?
2: Yeah, come on over. You can follow us on Instagram. Um, I'm Paige Lawrence Coaching. You're at Arianne Jones. Um, come follow, but also come say hi. What Reach out? us a DM. Like, We're both just real people who are excited to meet other real people. So... Come on by, give us a follow, and then give us a hello. We would love to meet some of your listeners. I love Love it.
0: Well, they're gonna be as obsessed with you after listening to this as we are. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for giving us your time and just spewing so much wisdom and empowerment, like just from everything that we talked about, the Olympics, post-Olympic. What do you do when you hit your goals? Nutrition taking care of your body like we covered so many topics and i'm here for every single one of them so (laughs) thank you guys so much for being here yeah thank you guys for having
2: us conversations like this light us up oh yeah we're just gonna be buzzing the rest of the day now (laughs) no yeah it was perfect Uh, amazing thanks girls